I forgot my microphone, everyone. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Wow, that's backwards. Hey, it's hey everyone. Valentine's Day in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. And do we got a good one for you? Yeah. We didn't want to talk. We almost talked about what we love. We did. But reason won out and we we pivoted 180 degrees. It was 180 degrees. And we went to hate. We did. So let's tease them, Josh. So we have what we hate. About agile stuff, and we even like softened it at times. But we we were uh, too squishy at times. But we did our our best to call each other out and make sure that we really stuck to the uncomfortable word of hate. We don't like it, but we're like, hey, we picked the topic, let's go with it, and we did. Um, so, so let's call this the hatred episode okay. on Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, sounds the, good. The Valentine's Day massacre. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, with that, we're on to the episode. We are recording in my house today because we're doing a stream right after this. We're actually streaming while we're recording, so we're mixing it up a little bit. I don't know how that sounds, so, well, I'll just let it go. What? What? We're streaming. We are. Like, when I grew up, streaming wasn't necessarily... Yeah, but that was like... In the 1800s. I I know. That's two centuries ago, actually. And you never cross streams either. So. Well, that's Ghostbusters reference. Like that's. I, I know. I know. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, let's stay on topic. I know it's hard for you to do that. All right. What are we going? What is the topic today? So, because it's Valentine's Day, we talked about talking in about today's shoe. In today's shoe, what does that mean? Show. Oh. Just, Did man. you now? Now this is a question. What was the guy's name? Ed? Uh, no. Uh, Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Did you ever? I've only ever seen highlights, highlights like of the it, Beatles, so and he, and yeah. he said, "In today we have a really big shoe." Yeah, I've heard people try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can add another All right. to that list of people. All right, that, in today's show, we so were, today's show, um, so Valentine's people, Day, Valentine's Day, we talked about the things we love, and we both looked at each other like we're crazy because it's super corny. Yep. So we decided to do the opposite. Let's talk about what we hate. Curmudgeon Bob. I'm, I want to be a. I want to embrace my curmudgeonness. Yeah. I want to be. I want to bring my whole curmudgeon to the table, which is hard for me because I'm such a friendly, no. happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, do you want to kick it off so I can think? Because I can't think of anything I hate. Well, I do hate no. that. It's a world of Walter Raleigh picture. Why but. do you? Why? Why do you have something mean to say about Walter? I don't so know. So for those of you that are listening and have never watched the stream, there's a sizable painting. <laughs> sizable? <laughs> there's a sizable painting of Walter Raleigh. It's like multiple stories. It's like a two-story picture. Which I happen to love. Uh, my wife does not love as much as I do. I I lean towards your wife. How does that feel? Because my wife just likes you because she thinks you're nice and, and right on. So, yeah. Right? But, I mean, so do you view this as payback? No, I actually don't really. I hate, that's an ugly picture. No, no, I'm I'm emoting honestly here. Uh, if you weren't here, yeah, and and I lived here, that thing wouldn't last. Like if you went away for a weekend, it would not be here. 
Or be out like in the patio. There would be a lawsuit filed. Would there? That's part of the brand now. It is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So what can we get you back hate? to the podcast? Yes. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. This was your idea. I know. You know. Okay. Just All making right. sure. Uh, what do I hate? I hate people. Um, hate is maybe late, late little you age hate. Don't back off. That's true. I, I need, I need just to, I just need to like do, you know, embrace it. Okay. So I hate people who do fake agile. So, um, and fake agile and they know they're doing fake agile. Okay. That's so, a good clarification. So, so they know they're doing it and they're just sort of faking it. Um, what is, what is fake agile? They're, they're going through the motions. Right. They're going through, they're having the standups, they're doing it. You can almost see them smirk sometimes. You ever see like they're smirking about it or something. So they know what they should do or they know they're being malicious, but they're just going through the motions there. And they're almost, sometimes they're saboteurs. Like they're pretending on the surface, they're pretending, but then they, that, you know, they, they like sort of sabotage it. They don't really care. So I really don't like people who go like, like be upfront. Like, don't come, you know, if you're, don't pretend, don't come to the stand up then. Yeah. Like, it's like, like uh, passive aggressive agile. Yeah. That's a better way. That's right. a much more intellectual way to say Well, it. that's the difference between you. That is the difference between us. But yeah, so it's that, hey, I am doing this because I'm told. Yeah. I don't really believe it. I'm not actually going to do it, but I'm going to make you think I'm doing it. Yeah. It's a facade. Yeah. And and you and it's the smirkiness that bugs me. You ever see? You probably have never seen it, but I, I in clients and things, I see these people and they're like smirky about it, right? Like they're pretending. And uh, I just, it's like, don't you know, go back to your office and do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Like have you know, have some honesty and courageousness there, and just if you don't want to opt in, don't opt in. So I don't like that. So the thing I dislike most, and I will I will use the word hate, right? We said we were going to do that. The, own it. I'm I'm owning it. What I hate is the is the big A agile business. Ooh. So how there have become uh, like the dueling certifications. We were actually looking for some of the product team and trying to get them some, some training. Oh, have you looked at the recent, isn't it a disaster? Yeah. There's the, there's the scrum.org training and then there's the scrum Alliance training and they each have different things and different acronyms. They have advanced product now. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. No, there's, I just got mad and stopped looking. Oh, if you would have looked, there was, there used to be like a product owner class or certification. Now the scrum Alliance and scrum.org has intru- so scrum.org has introduced like, I, I don't know, like the master product owner or the master blaster PO and scrum dot scrum Alliance has three levels. of it. So there's entry, then intermediate and then advanced. So we can milk you three. <laughs> we, yeah. we can drain you for, uh, from your money. Well, three and times. one of them, the one that really bothered me, I think it, it, it was the scrum Alliance has a continuing education requirement. Oh yeah. Oh, you're, Oh, where if you want to maintain it, no, you got it. Every you two have, years, you, you have, have to, to re- keep up. coming back and taking those classes. When in reality, well, you don't have to take- isn't the real world experience you're getting and doing the job like isn't that like why does that not count for something? That's one of the big debates. Um, is do they have renewal requirements or not? Re- Scrum.org typically doesn't, right? To the best of my knowledge, which is sort of I, I appreciate that. If you have their certs, whereas the Scrum Alliance Safe does that. Safe has a renewal. Um, or SPC, it cost 
for me to renew my SPC, it was maybe like a thousand bucks a year or something like that, uh, which was not insignificant to me. And you really, now there, you didn't even have to get the, uh, so the Scrum to Alliance has, you have to get SEUs. Uh-huh. So, you, so that's where you are paying. So you pay a renewal, but you also have to, you have to pay for SEUs. Uh, which are scrum educational units, like f- by going to classes. So there's two things. You have to get the SEUs, which is feeding the pump on additional classes or conferences, and then you have to pay the renewal fee. Uh, SAFE does that as well. Yeah, it's um, like I just wonder, what, what, do they, what do they do with that money? They spend it on yachts and vacations <laughs> And big houses, but it, but it, you think of they? It's a it's a cash business. Well, and so that's the thing that frustrates me is that I would be down with it if the money that was generated from those classes was used to reinvest in the agile community or to do something a, a to little move bit, it forward a, bit, a little bit and to con- continue to make a difference. Then I think that's there. But when to me. When it becomes a business, then it feels as if it's a one-way thing. And I, to me, it doesn't feel like the, the students, I'll use air quotes, are getting the return for the investment. Because when I look at a resume and there's 75 letters after someone's name of all the certs they have, I say, okay, cool. They've been there and they've learned the things. And that's yeah. – that that has value, but that has never caused me to hire yeah. or not hire someone. I, I, because to me, it's the implementation of what have you done? How are you using it? Um, so I, I don't, I did a blog post maybe four years ago and I counted the, I just went out on the web and I tried to find and count the number of individual agile centric certifications there were. Yeah. And in the number I came up with was about 120 individual certs. So CSM for the Scrum Alliance would be one. CSPO would be another one. Right. Um, now, a guy in Chicago, Anthony Mercino, has done that recently. He took mine and he was inspired by it. So he's, okay. he's done his own counting. He's over 200. Uh, he's added DevOps. Uh, the Scrum Alliance, you know, all of the ones that are doing the additionals, like the advanced right. stuff, is added to it. So there's over 200 um, individual certifications. I think SAFE has over 10 Scrum Alliance has probably 15 or something. The hard reality is it's a cash. It's a generating. It's sort of a pyramid scheme ish. Right. Cash generating scheme. Some of them have more integrity, I think, than others. I'm, and I'm affiliated with Scrum Alliance. So I align with that a little bit, I guess. So, so, so blame me. Not blame me, but I'm, I'm playing that. You are game. part of the machine. I am part of the machine. Uh, scrum.org. So they do two things. You you can get a certification with them by not taking a class. You don't have to take one of their classes. You can just pay for a cert and get it. Uh, I think that to me is admirable. Yeah. Like you could study and take a, class, a, a cert test. And if you pass, you'll get the cert. And it's a one-time fee. Yeah. And then they don't pay reoccurring. So it's a permanent thing. I, I sort of like that model. Right. They're less cash-centric than most of the other right. firms. Well, and the beauty of we're streaming and – recording a podcast at the same time is part of our community is giving feedback while we record this. So Scrum Sarge, who's almost always on our stream said, um, 
that this stream could actually count as continuing education for oh, yeah, yeah. Scrum Alliance. Yeah. Which I didn't I didn't know that. Um, they have different categories, just like uh, the PDUs with the the, pro, uh, the Project Management Institute, right. PMI. They have different categories. Now, you can't, you know, I don't think you would infinitely count this. There's probably a limit. Like, you can, it's ca- some category of, like, education. So maybe you could, you know, count 20 hours of the podcast or something. Well, and to his point, he said that he's been able to get all of his required SEUs for free from com- community events, monitoring, and self-study. Yeah. So you can you can make it work. Well, when someone gets coached by me, you get because I'm a, a an enterprise coach. I, I think the team coaches, whatever. I don't know the rules, but every hour spent coaching with me is an SEU hour. Okay. So you can he, he, Scrum Sergeant is right. You can get you can get a lot of this stuff. I still it's what I hate. I'm going to tag team on to what I hate it. It's a money machine. Yeah. Uh, I did the math for the safe. The safe folks published like they had a. Uh, a tweet or something maybe six months ago to a year ago. And I think it was their 750,000th. So 750,000 certifications or something. And I did a rough calculation. Uh, Now Scrum uh, Safe, Scaled Agile Framework, they have independent people who are trainers. Mm -hmm. So so it's not that they're getting all the money, right? But still, it was millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like if you do the math, like twelve hundred bucks a class or something like that to get the certs, it's an obscene amount of money is being generated by these folks. Uh, and I think it drives bad behavior. What is it like? Absolute, you know, money drives, you know, like like bad behavior. Yeah, and 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 the one thing I want to circle back on is that there is value in those classes. So I don't want to come off as if you don't get anything out of it. Really, I think the two ends of the spectrum of the business are the problem. And it's it's the people in the middle that get caught. So what I'm saying is there's a there's the business side that you're talking about of it's a money grab. Businesses are begging to go agile and they're trying to train everybody up. So let's stand up something that can support that. That's a business. It's capitalism. I understand. But the the problem then is that companies have a very common approach of we're going to send our people to get these certs and they're going to come back and they're going to have everything that they need. So it's, it's a, it's a double edged sword where the two ends are squashing the one in the middle where yes, you go there, you get the base understanding of what you need to do the job, but you're still not fully prepared. No, no. In fact, if you read this up, I'll use Scrum Alliance as an example. If you read the Scrum Alliance site somewhere on the site describing the CSM, they actually, but it's not, I would put it in huge font. It's not enough to prepare you to be a Scrum Master in the right. real world. Right. But they, but it's sort of hidden enough that folks are at a disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's an ugly bit. I don't like it. The consultants, another side of it, another thing I hate. Is there so many coaches? You and I have probably talked about this before. Like everyone's a coach nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. I have a two-day CSM class, and then I put up my little shingle, and I'm an agile coach, and you're not. So what gets left off is real experience very often, right? And, and I know it's hard to verify it. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to quantify and verify what does real experience do. 
but it's still worth quantifying. So that's a part of the mess as well. So everyone is, so, so there's cheap people out there who are underselling. So commoditization to the bottom, like running to the bottom in quality. There's the cash machine on the certification side, the training. I think the people, to your point, are sort of caught in the middle. Yeah. Right. And they're sort of screwed. A lot of them can be screwed. It, the other thing is you, there's so many certifications. It's not clear as to what to take. Right. Uh, like there's some, uh, I, there's another scrum, I forget certification. It's cheap. Uh, I think they're homed in California or maybe overseas. Uh, I've got to forget the name of, they have a really big body of knowledge, like a 400, 500 page body of knowledge. Like it's called simply scrum or something like that. Uh, and you can get cheap ones and people put that on their resume and I, I almost laugh when I see that on their resume. I'm like, it's not about them, but it's about yeah. the, the credential has no weight. Right. Right. It has a, so, so Scrum Alliance has some value. Scrum.org has some value. There's some certs out there that people get and pay for or work for that have incredibly low value. Yeah. And that's the hard part is that because it's because of the, the business that has been created around it, like we talked about, it's, it's the people in the middle that get squished because maybe they, maybe there isn't a scrum.org or scrum Alliance class that's close to them. So they find the cheapest thing they can to get their company to pay for it because they're trying to advance their career. They're doing the best they can, but the quality isn't there. Then it doesn't deliver the value. And so again, the ultimate problem and really who it's hurting is the people trying to do the work. And, and that's where my frustration comes in that we are, we are abusing the implementers and the practitioners with the business. Yeah. And that's where the real frustration comes for me is that it's lost its core message. When you think back to those dozen or so people that met in that cabin in the mountains or whatever yep. and came yep. up with a manifesto. Yeah. And it was people over process. Yep. And I think if they were to fast forward and see what has become of the thing they created – they might want to unwind some of their trying well, they've to control. Com- some they've of it. they've commented uh, that, but I mean, they they put it in the open source. It's like an open source thing. They gave it away, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, but a lot. Some have commented. Uh, Scrum Sergeant said something here this morning. Well, he learned to choose the trainer, not just the certification. Yeah. I think the trainers matter. Like when I was at Eye Contact, I would always cherry pick Mike Cohn. Mike Cohn is a uh, he's written a few books and. I've attended his sessions and he's, he's rock solid. Yeah. He's just a rock solid. He, you know, he's not faking it. Yeah. And so I would always pay, like if someone needed, wanted to go, I would pay the extra travel. I would, his, his courses are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. I didn't care about price versus the quality. Right. So I think that's the other part of the advice is when you go to these classes, really cherry pick the instructors. Not everyone is the, not everyone is equal at all. Yeah. And it, it's a, it's a skill teaching and leading those classes. I think just because you are a good agile coach in the business, yep. that doesn't mean you're going to be great at delivering content in that classroom setting. No. Well, the other thing is relevancy. One of the jo- I was talking to Mike Cohn. I'm not name dropping. I don't know him real. I know him a little bit. And we were talking about there's so many trainers that they haven't done real work for like 10 years, 15 years. So their, their examples I'll I'll kid around are COBOL. So all of their programming examples are like COBOL examples. They don't have any relevant chops. And he and I were saying that they should, there should be a rule. We were joking 
that like for every year they haven't done real work, all they've done is milk the training sort of side of things. They should they should be forced to drop their prices by ten percent, <laughs> so that after ten years with no real work, they would be at zero. They'd be giving yeah. it away for free, right? Uh, and and I literally meant something like that would would really prevent them from getting lazy. There there's a, you can make. There was I won't name him, but there was a trainer who got the CST and he was training, he was an individual. He went out on his own. So he was training certifications with a firm and he went out on his own uh, and created his own little business. And he was on the road, maybe three weeks out of every month, like and doing two classes. So he was working four days, like two, two day classes mm-hmm. and, uh, f- and sort of filling them up. And if, and when you did the math and he worked like a dog, yeah, for eight, it's hard work for 18 months with the travel, but he made, uh, and uh, the, this is sort of a, a mid-level average. Like in eighteen months, he made three point four million dollars on the tra- just as an individual sole proprietor. Right. That's, I mean, there are people, there are engineers who don't make that in their career. Right. right? Depending on when you started, Th- that that's a real example. Yes, he worked hard, but where can you? Where can you make that kind of money as a sole proprietor? It's it can be very attractive, and it has these side effects of oh no, I don't have the time to sharpen my chops, or I don't have the time to do some pro bono stuff and give back to the community because I could because I just lost fifty thousand. You know, if I do that, I'm going to lose fifty thousand yeah. dollars. So, which is most important? The cash really drives a lot of bad behavior, which again is why why I go back to. It's the two ends of the spectrum that are creating the problem. It's the it's the companies that are trying to find the air quote cheap because what you just talked about is not cheap. But in the grand scheme of things, of, of training for employees across the world, that's relatively cheap. Um, they, they they are trying to find the cheap, fast way, the micro microwave way to transform their team into agile humans. Yep, like that's the. That's what they're looking for. They aren't looking for the crockpot. And I think we all are well aware that a crockpot meal tastes a lot better than a microwave meal. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but there's an unwillingness to invest the time and effort and energy to allow people to grow and evolve through the right ways. And that's the frustration. So, so again, that's the, that's the fast food economy of our businesses are being met by folks that are willing to take advantage of that because it's capitalism. That's, that's our country, right? There's supply and demand. Um, and part of the issue is, is, is the demand. Well, yes, but it's also principles. I yeah. mean, you know, or, I mean, you and I are, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but we're giving it away. Yeah. Right. We're, we're trying to walk our talk. Mm-hmm. We're principle based. I had a young lady reach out to me in LinkedIn yesterday from California. She had an interview question. I don't know her from Adam. Uh, I set up a zoom and for 15 or 20 minutes, I tried to help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that doesn't happen every day, but I tried, didn't charge her anything. She really tried to help her prepare. She was preparing for an interview like agile project manager versus not. And. I looked at that as an honor to try to help someone. Uh, but I think we're rare and, and we're walking, we're, we're trying, you and I are trying to embody the agile principles right. as we, to the best of our ability. And then there's folks that do that that are not. Uh, I was talking to someone about this the other day and I mentioned Ken Beck, 
So the XP guy, mm-hmm. do you know that he gave, he, I mean, he didn't, he never made a dime. He didn't do set up certifications for extreme programming. Mm-hmm. He basically gave it away. Now I'm sure he made money speaking yeah. and consulting on right. it. So he, it was a benefit to him, but he never, he didn't have a multi and he could have, he could have like the scrum guys did. And he sort of gave it away. He was walking his talk. I've admired him to this day. That he's really sort of walked through his journey mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of walked the principles. And I think it's a choice that people make, right? Everyone's at a crossroads and we're going to make a choice. Are you going to walk your talk or you're not going to walk your talk? Yeah. Okay. What else do we hate? So the, uh, so I hate people that don't walk their talk. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like it. I like it. So the, what, one of the things that gets me the most, that bothers me the most is when well-schooled, Agile folks use Agile as an excuse for changing direction rapidly. Give me an example. When it's used. uh, So um, let's say that our product strategy changes every other sprint. Oh. And it's because we're Agile. So so this was number one feature. Next sprint. Oh, sorry. Oops. This isn't that goes to number 10. And hey, is, Agile says we can do that. And we this. can do that. Yeah, because we're Agile. Like that's because, what, uh, that's what Agile means. And, yeah. and again, it's different when you don't know it versus to your point, the smirky folks that when they know it, right. And they say, Oh, well, because we're Agile or because you guys are Agile because we paid for you guys I to be Agile. I think these people are malicious. A lot of them. I, I know there's exceptions, but they're using Agile. It's almost like you're, it's a negotiating. Tool, well, it, tool, right? It, uh, like a leadership are, negotiating tool. You are weaponizing agile. Ex- oh, I'm on fire today. You are on. Yeah. You are wet. No, you are. Yeah. And it. Oh, I I hate that because you know it. Yeah. You, you you know you know how it's supposed to work, but you're weaponizing agile. Yeah. To your you are not to the organization's necessary right. to your competitive advantage, yes. right? Yeah. Ah, you all, anyone doing that, you suck. <laughs> you just suck. No, you do. And I'm I've not, seen, I'm, I'm not I've seen people you. do that. Yeah, uh, and, and and it is used so often, and the damage and harm it does to oh. the teams, the products, and ultimately the customers, because the customer ends up never really getting a well-baked thing yeah because you're always oh, flip-flopping you're back, flip-flopping yeah, all over and, the and place just, right and you can't ship and then what happens and in those situations when it is a malicious thing then it's quickly turned on the team's quality yep. isn't good enough or the team isn't building well enough or not fast enough or whatever it there's never any ownership to your point it's weaponized so it's no you made the point of weaponization yeah, it okay you're right it is a whip that I can crack of, hey, why why haven't you built this well enough? Why isn't it yep. done yet? But yet yep. the team never actually gets a chance to focus Absolutely. on something to build something great. Absolutely. What else do I hate? Um, gosh. Leaders. I'll pick on leaders. And it's I'm not, you know, this is probably not the strongest hatred that I have. But you know, like lead, leaders going down, leaders not getting the, I need to participate in this, uh, the laziness of leaders. And I'm, we're going to adopt agile, but it's team centric. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm not going to do my part in figuring it out. Um, 
and 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 knowing it's a cultural change and they and i i really think they know most leaders are really bright i think there's a laziness factor yeah or an excuse factor oh, i'm too busy there's too many things i have too many meetings i i can't really engage agility i have to engage bullshitting with the board and and talking about the future but i'm not going to really connect to my teams right i i just there's sort of, and there are good leaders. It's just like the uh, people who are walking their talk. Yeah. There are leaders out there that use agile. They get it. They're not any smarter than than their you know their colleagues. They're just more. They they get it. They're more committed. They're more committed to personal learning, uh, personal you know recreation, etc. Yeah. So the the. I- when I do my coaching, I attack that head on before I do any yeah, but you coaching, have yeah, but I, you have a head the size of Montana, so you you can make traction back to my point. I attack that head on, I see how you got there, okay, well played before I start coaching the teams, I sit down with whoever the executive leader sponsor, whatever term you want to use, and say, "Listen, the success." Of this, the success of the Agile implementation is going to come down to you at some point. Someone is going to be frustrated with the transformation because it's hard. If it wasn't hard, you already would have done this. But they're going to get frustrated. They're going to come to you. And are you going to hold the line? Are you going to back Agile? Or are you going to say, okay, I get it. I hear you. It's hard. We're not going to do that bit. Uh, and at that point, you created the crack in the dam that ultimately is going to break. I'm with and you. And the floodwaters are going to come through. So I make sure the leaders understand before I sit down with the rest of the team that at some point, this is going to get hard. And your reaction to the team's frustration or complaining is going to define the success. Yeah. And I make sure they understand that weight. Oftentimes, they nod their head. They get it. They say it. But six months later. Yep. Tough stuff happens and poor choices are made and then it starts to fall apart. Right. But that's it's those moments when when leaders have the responsibility to support it. And if it's not supported, it's just not going to work. You know, that leads into and this is another thing I hate. It, it's sort of people think agile is a silver bullet. So let's pick the leadership example. Yeah. It has nothing to do with leadership in agile. Like, it's not that Agile requires a special form of leadership. It requires leadership. Yeah. Right? Uh, Waterfall required freaking leadership. Mm -hmm. Any way of working requires – and you can have good leadership and you have bad leadership. Now, what I think what Agile does is it it sort of shines the lens on it. It makes it more transparent or more visible or more damaging if you have good leaders versus bad leaders. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's it's benefit, but it's it's sort of I hate I hate the fact that folks think that agile is this like silver bullet thing that takes them off the hook. And this is true of teams as well, right? We're going agile, so we don't have to do good design, right? Right, or we don't have to do thoughtful coding, or we don't have to write tests. Yeah, there's there's. There's bits and pieces of the standard implementation of Agile that lead people to choose bad behavior. So, oh, they're a self-directed team. If they're not leading themselves, it's not my fault. Exactly. Because they're self So I don't have to do it anymore. Right. Like, I am off the hook now. There's a, like this silver bullet syndrome thing and, yeah. or off the hook thing. And I hate that aspect. It's yeah. like – and it's part of the big A versus little A. Yeah. And maybe human nature comes into play. But gosh darn it, we know better than that. 
Yeah. What? God, what else do I, I feel good. I feel good about it. I feel like are we done? Did this. you get it out? Yeah, I think we're. Did you get it off your chest? Do you have more anger pent up I, in there that we need look to? At, I am the biggest curmudgeon on the planet. I I wake up every day with anger. I'm I'm an angry old man. I am. You are an old man. I know that. Um, I don't know if I have any. I think I'm good. You're good? Okay. I'm good. Can we stick a fork okay. in it? Oh, look at that. You, what did you do? You made you. You started getting angry. My phone started trying to respond to you. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, like, calm me down. I can help you with that. <laughs> Google's trying to, to be help your me. Own. Yeah. No, Google. I'm too big of a challenge, <laughs> let me tell you. No, you cannot. Okay. Cool. Well, I feel good. At first, come out of the gate, I didn't feel that great about the topic. But now. You feeling okay? I feel good. I but do. Not only the topic, but I, I got it off some things off my chest. You did? Right. Wow. Okay. Good. Right. I cool. mean. I mean. And I needed to get things off. But I have a pretty robust, rotund upper body. So getting some <laughs> things off my chest actually helps me. Uh, okay. Cool. Well. So do we shut it down now? Yes. Okay. Cool. So do the magic. What do you think? Well, no. You got to do the like. Oh. Oh. From beautiful downtown Fuquay Varina, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all.